She's a professional aromatherapist, and he is an international wellness advocate for the largest essential oil company in the world. But their love for essential oils has brought them together. Welcome to Fellowship in Essential Oils, where Elizabeth Ashley and Adam Barillet discuss essential oils and their gifts for the body, heart, head and spirit. Hello and welcome to Fellowship in Essential Oils. My name is Adam and joined by Liz. How are you today, Liz? I'm really good, thanks, Adam. Great to see you. And great to see you as well. And you got to choose the oil this week. We're looking at Scott's Pine today. Yeah, or Scotch Pine. Well, people yeah. put Scotch Pine sometimes, don't they? I like Scotch Pine better. But, but Pine generally, there's not that much difference between the different varieties. We're looking, I, I know I, one of my favourite aromas um, pines is Ponderosa pine. You know, I think we've talked about Swiss pine. I've seen um, North marine pine, a whole bunch of them. But I guess you're really going to get that that high in alpha pinene and beta pinene kind of chemistry and from your pine essential yeah. oils. Yeah, limonene, exactly. Yep, yeah, all have really. those great virtues. Yeah, and so while they do have obviously physical properties and good physical properties, I think the most beautiful thing about the pine oils is how they transport you into a forest and how Very they take so. you into that, like, I'm just going to let life go and relax a little bit. I think that is the charm of them. Very much so. And I think, you know, for us here in Australia in the Southern Hemisphere, um, I've had to explain to some of the Americans and the Europeans as well that you obviously, when it comes to Christmas trees, there's pines, there's spruces, there's firs, and you've got them all growing around and you may use any one of them for a Christmas tree and they all have that reminiscent smell. In Australia, when it comes to a Christmas tree smell, pine is kind of the one that we always connect with the, um, with, with that Christmas tree kind of aroma because none of the conifers are native to here. So it, yeah, pine is the one that has a special place in southerners' hearts as well. That's funny, I never expected that. So I would say that fur is the Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think when I've talked to, especially the North Americans, it depends what's native to their area. Yeah. tend to find yeah. what, what, what's yeah. available for them to bring in and what they grew up with in that way. So, yeah, but definitely a very, you know, beautiful essential oil, pine is. Um, maybe we should dive in and look a little bit at how we use it for the body, first of all. How do you tend to use it? Respiratory. As you know, I have poorly lungs, so I, I do love my respiratory oils. But, um, yeah, so any kind of coughs and colds. Um, I always worry things are going to go to my chest and turn to pneumonia, and it does have, like, a, a strong resistance against, like, pneumococcal um, infections, but also aches and pains in the limbs, so for massage. Although I've got I've got my book that I wrote. I'll, I'll show you in a minute. In fact, so this this book that I give away for free, incidentally, on the internet. So when I wrote it, I wrote everything like really big spacing so that I can mm. write notes in. And I've got in here. I write things in, and I forget what I've written. I put safety, moderate dermal irritant. Don't use in the bath. Then I did once. That's what I put that in there. And it was not one of my best days. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was not a it was a not a pleasant thing. So great in like massage, but but yeah, not great in in the bath. Um, and of course, you know, I say, but of course, maybe it's not the same down there. It, here, pine is the smell of clean. You know, it's all of our detergents smell here yes. of either pine or lemon. 
which is why so much i mean there's so much pine oil made and it, it, it goes to aromatherapy but not like our aromatherapy it goes to toilet cleaners and stuff like that so so yeah that, you know there's that mental association of clean so somebody has um i treated somebody once who got ocd they were worried about everything feeling clean all the time and they were able to take that feeling with them so yeah um and also water infections like cystitis and stuff like that as well um, sort of genital urinary i would use it um for that what about you um pretty much those were the three main things that i had it was respiratory it was aches and pains so in massage and it was cleaning again i'm i'm a big fan i'm not a diyer i don't like to make my own cleaning products but i like to just get a damp cloth put some essential oils and i'll rotate my essential oils and just wipe down benches and i think pine is a beautiful one for that fresh smelling aroma and whatever you're cleaning your home with you're then bringing in the energy and as we explore pine on those deeper levels i think you know when you need that kind of cleansing energy it's going to be a really powerful one as well yeah, i do want to ask about something we've been talking about one poor chemical constituent in essential oils over the last few weeks it's got a bit of a bagging and that's one eight cineol or eucalyptol and we've talked a lot about you know it's not the best oil uh constituent to have in oil such as ravensara when we talked about that for children how does pine as a respiratory oil for children go? Is it a good one, or would you still be? Well, so, so let's just let's just clarify them. We're saying that we're we're giving uh, one eighth in the old stick. What yeah. we're saying is it's so powerful; it's too powerful for kids. So yeah. actually, we're we're lauding it. It's a tremendous True. thing. But but um, again. I, certainly in terms of inhaling it lovely and safe there's nothing in there that's going to be particularly difficult um it's got um a high level of limonene i think the gcms i just looked at was 9.2 percent limonene the the oil that i was looking at well in that kind of high levels if you're going to make like a, a preparation for a, for anyone actually because it's got high levels of uh, monoterpenes, you're going to want to make sure that you're using some kind of antioxidant because that could easily turn into skin sensitizing. You know, that that will go mm. off very quickly. But um, yeah, it, again, it wouldn't be my first ch choice for a child, especially just as I said, it's a, it's a moderate dermal irritant based on my hard skin that's been using it. You know, it's like bloody rhino skin, my skin. <laughs> so a little, a little baby skin I would worry, worry about. But, you know, if you are putting it in a diffuser in the living room because everyone's got coughs and colds, lovely. You know, I, I wouldn't have any problems yep. with that at all. Yeah. <laughs> And when, and when using it in massage, especially, it's, um, you know, it is attributed to having a bit of an anti-inflammatory um, power to it. Um, yeah. A, a really high dilution for pine because it can irritate the skin? 3%. It's not too, yep. it's, it, it's average, really. If you were going to go, if you were going to go like somebody who was in a weakened state, so for example, somebody who's got rheumatism, an elderly person, then mm. you'd go like 2%. And yeah, you could use it on a child, but quite often, like, there's always like this idea of you should not use it for. But I think a better way to think of it is, well, is that the best use, uh, like oil for? Is it the best oil for kids with respiratory problems? No, frankincense is. So that's the end of yeah. that conversation. Do you know what I mean? Rather than yeah. thinking about what harm could it do, well, frankincense gotcha. is better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
And I must admit, although I've kind of you know thought of Pine as being great for like massaging into an area that might be a bit tight, the idea of getting a full body massage just with Pine, I'd kind of feel a little bit. I don't know. That might for me oh, yeah, feel clean like, it. Like, like you just wash it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, but you um, would probably wouldn't, would you? You would use it as a synergy no. with other things, and it does blend beautifully. I mean, if you think about, for example, if you if I were doing somebody with aches and pains, my because my mother always used it actually because it's idle and I've never thought of anything better. I'd go lavender and juniper, lavender, juniper, pine, beautiful, you know? Mm, yeah, um, definitely. It's just detoxifying. So it's very good yeah. to get, you know, uh, the limbs. But as you say, I think you really, more than what are the properties of this oil, what are the associations somebody's going to make? And I do think they would think, oh, God, toilet cleaner, if you were just lying there massaging them in that. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. I think this is going to be a good one, you know, from a practical level, um, also just for diffusion as well, because of we talked about alpha pinene, beta pinene, uh, the limonene and that type of thing in it. Um, on the weekend, I um, helped launch a new blend um, by doTERRA um, and it's based on the forest air. And so for those that haven't dived in, um, that sounds lovely. At, tell me, tell me. So this blend was actually not made for its aroma, although it smells really good. What they've found, the Japanese actually found um, that when we spend, we know that when we spend time in a forest, we feel better. And so the Japanese, obviously we know the Japanese worked very hard. They're trying to like, how do we help to reduce stress? And it was kind of scientists had the commission, well, do we actually feel better? Are there positive results of being in the forest? And they found that yes, people when they time, spend time in nature, doing what's called shinrin-yoku um, or forest bathing, um, they, things like their cortisol levels down, go down, their stress levels go down, their creativity comes up, they sleep better, their natural killer cells for anti-cancer cells increase in the bloodstream, all these different types of things. So they found that, yes, there is definitely a benefit to being in the forest. And then they're like, well, why? And they realise that when we're walking through the forest, the trees are releasing something that they call phytocides. And this is when I was kind of reading and learning about it. I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. What, are the, what these phytocides are. And then they start listing things like alpha pinene, beta pinene, camphene, D-limonene, all these different things. And basically then the, the research goes on to go, well, if you can't be in the forest, diffuse forest essential oils. So although we might not think of pine being directly great for helping with sleep or directly helping with, you know, prevention, optimum, you know, cellular reproduction or prevention of cancer and all those different types of things, when we're diffusing pine, we're bringing that the forest air into our into our homes, and you're probably going to receive large amounts of, you know, health benefits on the physical level as well as the mental level. Yeah, I agree. And when, I mean, I was reading through all of the different um, things that people had said about the, the like the emotional um, aspects of pine. So if I remember rightly, and I'll have to try and put person to person because I wasn't planning to do this, but Valerie Woolwood think, talk, talks about how it stops people uh, feeling afraid to make a mistake. So, mm. for example, and I did think of it like in terms of somebody who's got one of the main reasons people have imposter syndrome. I think there's like five different sort of sets of people. And one of those are perfectionists, you know, because they've got incredibly high levels of like benchmarks that they set themselves. And anything lower than that benchmark feels like a failure. And so this idea of walking through the forest and going, but you could give it a go, but you? you could let that go, you know. Um, and um, 
Gabriel Moje talks about how it's a, a metal element um, plant and how it in, uh, tonifies chi and tonifies po. And he talks about how if po is low, you have these feelings of apathy, but also low levels of self-confidence. Again, this idea that you're walking into this kind of arena that goes, have some some you know <laughs> and of course we've talked mm. before about how metal is clear thinking um and like the natural defenses of the body whether that be the, the like the immune system but also our mental defenses and so when you think about it from that point of view of like this fog of phytocytes that you walk into or you can create that fog yes yeah. it's really incredible really isn't it it's far bigger than the scientific like piece of evidence it's an enormous um idea really yeah and so it's really exciting being able to bring the forest you know ideally we'd all love to spend four hours walking through the forest each day but that's not a reality based on our time or where we're where we live in in a city kind of thing but the exciting thing is that um yeah this blend that we've we launched is designed to match the content of the forest air so it is basically has same chemistry as forest air as well and you know diffusing pine is going to be another great way to to do that in our own homes which is really really exciting really interesting what you're saying there also about the the, the focus in, in the mind as well when we look at a pine tree you know from the macro level we look at they normally kind of grow as a point up to the you know up to the heavens but they're needles compared to pretty much most of the other trees. They're really pointy. They're probably, you know, and I know it will range from species to species, but there's one of the words that really comes to mind for me is direct. Pine is very yeah. directive. Like let's cleanse it out. And it's interesting how often we, we start to run stories, whether it be, oh, I've made a mistake or oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm guilty of something. And I feel pine is a really great one for kind of, it almost going, really? Are you really thinking that? Let, let's clean that away. Let's start thinking. Let's start thinking a little bit smarter and being a bit more direct with our thoughts. Yeah. I, yes, I love that. So um, on my link tree this week, I've put a link to a, a, a meditation I've done in the past with uh, pine oil, and I did it right at the beginning of the UK, Ukraine Russia conflict, and it talks a lot about the Russian beliefs about pine, and it's one of their main shamanic tools. Mm. So they've got like a pine forest, and it's called Shaman Forest. Um, and they talk about, one of the, the things they talk about is how straight a pine grows. But yeah. when it's like gnarly, because it sometimes does that, it's because of the geoelectromagnetic field around it. And it's almost as if negative energy makes it, you know, that way. And so they've got mm. this particular forest that's full of gnarly trees. And they say, you know, this is, this is not a good place, you know, and you should you go into that place with caution and with reverence. But otherwise, everything that they use pine for magically is about deflecting negative energy from oneself and to protect from outwardly from uh, negative energy. And just the, and I do think that when you're smelling it, you can kind of feel it dissipating through your aura of just like it disappearing away. The worries, you know, just 
it's fresh air in your lungs, isn't it? You know, you, you, it's what you say to a kid, go out and have some fresh air, you'll feel better. Because you do, don't you? You can feel it cleansing the lungs. You can feel the new breath coming in. And I guess yeah. when we look at it, when we look at it, you know, if we think it, it helps with respiratory and pain, you know, when we, when we breathe out, we let go of all the, the emotional yuck kind of thing. And, and pain, when we can let that go, that, that freeze is very cleansing. It's cleansing to the mind. And it has been used throughout history, pine needles, pine essential oil and so on, for cleansing energetically as well. So really one of the, you know, I, I think what it does is it clears away that fog, as you are kind of alluding to before, and then allows when, when the fog is gone, song just, I can see clearly now. But <laughs> kind of also, just, the other thing is that pine trees know about negativity themselves so it's scientifically proven that if they're grown in a place that is contaminated like from construction contamination they change their chemistry wow. so that so that the chemistry alters mm, if i was any good at my job i'd remember what it was but anyway if you want to look it up it's in Bataglia. and um, but but what it says is if the chemistry goes high alpha pinene, high beta pinene, then actually the antimicrobial properties of it drop out. So you would expect mm. that to be high, but it says, no, if the, uh, oh, the beta pinene comes up, then that alters it. So it is one of those oils that, A, it's worth knowing really well where you got it from, where it was grown, but also really looking at the GCMS and saying, right, okay, Let's understand what happened to this tree to bring it to this this point, because if it's been very stressed or absorbed a lot of negativity, maybe it's not as cleansing as as, as it would be. It's almost like it's exhausted itself trying to cleanse yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. And, and pine trees seem to have quite a long history of being used in different things as well. Um, you know, I know it's um, often associated with if you want to connect with your ancestors, pine can help with that. Um, nature divas, it can help with that. I think it's actually a good one for working with Archangel Raphael. Um, and what I find really interesting about Archangel Raphael is everyone knows he's the healing angel, but Raphael is also the guardian of the element of air, which is the mental realm. So like, well, how is Raphael helping with healing the physical body, but also to do with the mind? But I, a lot of what we're starting to learn is the mind and the, the body are interconnected. And I think That's Raphael can, way. again, help help us to you know bring that link together and i i had breakfast with a friend today and she was telling me you know we're saying the most frustrating thing about ill health is not knowing what's actually wrong with you you know like she's having a few kind of health issues at the moment i'm like i can solve any Ill well you know that's a, a grand statement but i can have an i've got an oil for everything if i know what it is but if someone's just feeling lethargic and, and gaining weight there's lots of different you know, and the naturopath and the doctor can't find out what it is. I'm shooting arrows in the dark as well, kind of thing. And I think pine's a really good one for, again, cleansing out and helping us maybe to bring in Raphael to help us understand if I knew what the answer was, what would it be? Well, and one. also this air, this air element, that's, that's the metal element that we were talking yeah. about, wasn't it? Um, yeah. You're talking about spirits. So if I remember rightly, pine ha the pine has its own spirit called a lethe, according to Russian folklore. And a lethe has a neutral disposition towards humans. Um, and that it, 
will be good to you as long as you're good to the earth, as long as you're good to the forest. So specifically, if I remember rightly, it was the forest that it was interested in. Yeah. But um, they, when they're talking about the plant itself, it said that pine is the most inviting towards humans in that it's one of the easiest plants to work with shamanically as long as you can approach it with an open heart and that you are ordinarily good to the earth, then pine will speak to you. Otherwise, it will go, no, thanks. I'm not interested. But mm. um, particularly, it's very interested in conflict and um, settling conflict. So I think the name of the video uh, that I, I did is called the, the Spiritual Warrior. And it's very good for kind of looking at Conflict from the point of view of how are we going to resolve it? Like, so I will put my not very nice head on again because it's it always comes out in these videos. But like me, I'm going to be like, I know what I'm going to say to you because I'm going to point score. You know, I, I want to have the last word and I will say the most spiteful thing. But mm. kind goes, really? Really? Is that what you're going to do? Because you could like, it's like, uh, oh, what's the name of the... Chinese man Tsung Tzu with his art yep. of war you know that yep. that's yep. more pine that goes you know strategically think this thing is through you don't necessarily have to win every battle to win the war you know let's see if we can do it in a different way and pine's all about that kind of stuff um so it's very good if you're in a situation where you are battle battle battling and you're not getting anywhere because really it's just getting to a point where you just point scoring um i can remember i used it when i was looking to buy this house i was really point scoring with the people i was buying off uh, mm. and when i started to use pine i started to think but actually you'd be better to acknowledge that nice thing that they did for them for you and to, to to be a bit gentler that way and actually it did move the stalemate because they were more reciprocal to what i was saying yeah interesting obviously different oils have different emotional feelings about them and you know there's some flor we could think of you know what rose does to us or what ylang ylang does for us or you know you know many many different oils how much emotion do you think is in pine I think it's more metal than uh, mental than emotion. Yeah, I'd actually say it's almost emotionless, not in a not in a cold way, but in a fair way. It's almost like that that that, that ideal judge who is impartial. Yeah, a bit like Sagittarius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. Like... So I, I I think it would be a really good oil for you know our emotions. Emotions are a beautiful thing, and they color our lives. And we don't want to definitely don't want to quell them. But there are sometimes when mate where maybe there's too much of the emotions. And I think pine is the kind of the solution to go. Well, let's bring a little bit of objectivity back into it. Yeah, that's a good word. Mm. Yeah, so, like yeah no. Just as you were speaking, I was, like, I was trying to connect with the what what kind of emotion does pine evoke, and I get nothing. It, not not in a negative way, but in a in a empowered way. Yeah, I would, I would really urge people, if you wanted to take this a bit further, to have a listen to that um, that meditation, because it took uh, it took weeks to write, I have to say, because loads of research went into it. But there's loads of stuff about, like, Russian beliefs and Ukrainian beliefs, and interesting within them being in the conflict about mm. how they viewed that the, 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 the pine would work with conflict. And, that, and actually, that goes across into Native American medicine. They, they say the same thing that it's believed yeah, to be about how 
to resolve uh, conflict between tribes. Yeah. Mm. Now, pine being such widespread, I did find that there were a lot of different deities that were associated with pine in one one way or another. But one that stood out to me, bit of one of my favourites, Dionysus or Bacchus, um, as the Romans called him, um, particularly for the fertility aspect that pine helps to bring a, a more fertile life as well, which was quite interesting. Yeah, but also, of course, he is the god of irrational. <laughs> <laughs> you know that is interesting actually I, yeah he, he, you know his celebration as well yeah yeah um and so yeah i mean if you thought about like dionysus or bacchus that part of he's all emotion isn't he whereas his brother apollo is all thought so yes i can see rulership but i'd almost be like antidote to that if you know what i mean yeah yeah true yeah. that's a really interesting point the other thing I, I as i was preparing for pine today i'm like right we need to have a chat about this talking about the chakras and obviously there are the different glands in the body that are associated with the chakras and pretty much the the top five the bottom five everyone's pretty much on parallel with but then we get to the pituitary gland and the pineal gland and a lot of people talk about the pituitary gland being associated with the crown chakra now my opinion um and just my humble opinion the pituitary is to do with the third eye chakra and the pineal gland is to do with the crown chakra and when we even look at the roles the the third eye chakra is very much to do with um the in the integration of the intellect and the in uh intuition to interpret the world around us and work out what do we do with our lives Normally, based on the information that comes through the pineal gland or the crown chakra of like, this is my spiritual mission. Now, how do I actually apply it into the real world? Does that make sense? Am I making sense? It just makes sense. Yes, yeah. Yes. And the pineal gland really is core things are more our circadian cycles and how much in tune we are with the universe. So even if we look at the chakra and the gland, third eye and um, pituitary pair nicely and pineal and uh, crown pair really nicely as well. Thoughts on that? Thoughts are you should have prepared me for this question before. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, and I should say as well. well so, so, so actually, so let's just go back. Let's see if I can answer it from a different perspective then. So you talk about Dionysus, and Dionysus had a staff called a threeus. And the top of the threeus was a pine cone dripping of honey. And yes. this is why we say that the pineal gland um is kind of Bacchus related, Dionysus related, because it kind of has the appearance of uh, the pine cone. Mm. Um, when we think about the pituitary gland, it's it is the foreman of the body, but fundamentally, if you think about it in terms of stress, it stands at the middle of the HPA axis, which is stress response. So hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenals. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you perceive fear, the amygdala um, or amygdala perceives the fear, sends information to the hypothalamus who says, tell the pituitary, we've got to tell the adrenals to secrete some um, stress hormones. So all of that has definitely got to be related to the third eye, because that's yeah. about I am perceiving what's going yes. on around me. 
and likewise the pituitary gland is the is actually it could be really thought to be every chakra because it, it's it controls levels of hormones that come from every chakra so yep. if, if the pituitary goes out of um of kilter then everything else goes out of kilter doesn't it you know for example it, it'll tell the body less estrogen well then less estrogen is no longer about crown or or no eye. see what i mean but um yeah. i i would say it is third eye yes i would say pituitary is third eye did yeah. i answer so that then the yeah, I think I think so. We we actually are agreeing with each other, and uh, probably the one missing link. And people might be going, "Well, why did he bring this up?" Pineal gland was named after the pine cone because of its shape, and so yes. my argument for today um, is that pine would be a crown chakra essential oil, with that link to the pineal gland. That's my that's my that's the case I'm putting forward. <laughs> I think. I'm going to disagree with that. Cool. I think I'm going to say that it is pineal third eye because of its effect on thought rather mm -hmm. than what it's receiving. But I do like your thinking. I was even thinking when we think about the soul, which is, you know, the immortal part of ourselves, the unchanging observer or aspect of ourselves, emotions ebb and flow as well. And pine, we've just kind of... You know, does the soul have emotions? That's a bit. Oh, <laughs> where, where am I? We're <laughs> talking about essential oils. Now we're talking about the meaning of life. <laughs> no, I think maybe the spirit has emotion, but the soul is infinite and level. I don't know. What's your thoughts? You know, one thing I learned, I remember spending some time at the New York um, School of Philosophy and they would, they said anything that changes is not you. The, anything, the soul is the unchanged, they, they call it the unchanging observer that, you know, a, a great meditation that I love that we did is we just come close our eyes, relax, focus on our breath and now go, just focus on your body. How's your body feeling today? So on. Then say, focus on your thoughts. Don't try and stop them. Just watch them dance around and that kind of thing. Now, how are you feeling? You know, what emotions do you stress? You know, all that kind of thing. And then they go, what's been watching those three things? What's been watching how your body is, your thoughts are, and your emotions are? Because some, if something's watching that, and they'd refer to that as the unchanging observer, and that, that there is a part of us, and that's, they were kind of arguing that's our soul, is the part that never changes. It doesn't change emotion. It just, it just quietly sits there and watches. And so to work out who we truly are, it is a bit of us that never changes throughout our whole lifetime. And I found that so really insightful. So I might just give up then, trying not to be a rat bag. <laughs> because that's my soul. <laughs> and I'm more than happy with it, to be honest. Yep. <laughs> that's me. I'm opting out of any kind of work now. But I do yeah. like that. And, and that idea of what's watching, that's, a, that's kind of a bit of a, a mind... <laughs> It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when we, uh, when, to link it back to essential oils, because that's what this podcast is about, um, you know, pine, we said, almost has that emotionless about it, is just that objective observer. And yeah. I think that's when pine steps beautifully into our lives, when we need to, okay, let's get the irrationality, let's get the emotion, let's just calm down and let's just clear out, you know, clear out the muck and get really direct on what we're doing, what we're here to do and what the purpose is. 
but also it's kind of motivating to do it because it, yes. it does clear out apathy so like if you're not careful you it makes it sound like well it's just well let's just do it and it's like emotionless but yeah. but definitely it's kind of that feeling of like okay i'm ready to do this you know as well yeah well i guess if we believe and there's different belief systems but we're all here for a purpose whether that's to fulfill whatever that may be a lot of the time we're not fulfilling our purpose because of all the confusion and the mist and the delusionment and and it's kind of that one that goes okay let's clear all that out and now i'm inspired to do what i'm here to do if we're here to do a job let's do it so i think it's a a really although it may not seem like the it may not be celebrated as one of the most spiritual oils i think in some ways it's a really powerful tool in our spiritual adventures yeah it's not really a sacred oil as such is it but but also it's like mind i'm talking from my perspective as i look out i can see thick pine forest so i was going to say that it's it's very available to people but maybe it's not maybe that you know for me it is but perhaps it's not um one thing i wanted to say that i is totally unrelated and i didn't want to forget is i think that pine is one of these oils that we have to be careful with diffusing around cats mm-hmm. um because i've got a feeling because it's kind of got a lot of um limonene they might struggle to metabolize it in their liver so if you have got um a diffuser on just be careful about the cat because i think that they can't actually break down the constituent parts so even if a piece like a droplet falls onto their fur it's as if it's undiluted then they lick it yeah. and it's as if they've had it um neat for want of a, want of a better Good word too. so i'm not sure but i think that's one of the oils you have to be careful with cats mm, okay yep cool that, that's good to Definitely no. Okay, so I've, I'm going to put um, pine in the crown chakra realm. Where are you going to put pine? Um, I think I don't really want to say pineal, but, but yeah, I do. The reason why I'm hesitating is because to me, it's important medicine is the lungs. But you can't really say it's heart medicine after what we've just said. But so, so I am going to say pineal. Yeah, it could it could function and could be a really nice addition to maybe a throat chakra blend mm-hmm. because the lungs, the respiratory system, the throat chakra, being able to be a bit more direct with our communication and clear out, you know, there's some people that will fluff around and won't be able to get to the point and pine mm-hmm. or will hide behind words. Pine could be beautiful in that. But yeah, crown would definitely be my one there. Astrologically, where would you put pine? I think I'm going to say Sagittarius, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And, and that's Jupiter? Yes. No, I'm going to say Mercury. Okay. Yes. I'm going to say Mercury from the communication point of view, but also the way that it can, Mercury can go between the worlds. So it can go to the gods, but down into the mm. underworld. And I think yeah. it's got that kind of element of we can talk to other worlds if we want to. Yeah. Yeah. What's your thoughts? Obviously, obviously um, you know, a lot of the planet associations are with the, the closer planets from Mercury, Venus, Mars, the Moon, Sun, Jupiter, and um, Saturn, because that's what all that was available in the naked eye. And so poor old Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, they don't have as many associations with them. 
Um, and that came to my attention a few years ago. And I was like, right, what, what oils and what plants are sacred to those three um, you know, later generational planets that were discovered. And one of the ones that stood out to me with Neptune um, was actually Neptune has a connection to pine. Um, so I've always kind of, I don't know whether it's that cleansiness. I don't know. It's interesting because Neptune does have that such that mist and that kind of very euphoric um, thing. Pine, for some reason, I keep going back to Neptune. I don't know if it's, an, an ancient connection to it or what it is but i keep on going i'm gonna give give this one to neptune i think almost you're picking up the opposite to what i'm picking up because where you said bacchus and dionysus you know those ideas of dreams delusions visions mm. uh, that's almost opposite to how i'm feeling the oil works and that's twice you've done that now so, true, I would, so it's interesting whether that it's almost sometimes you do tune into oils differently don't you i pick up what i need you pick up what you need and it's yeah. always like we're reading the opposite sides of the of, of the plant and, and talking about neptune actually neptune is actually going retrograde on the first of july so on this coming weekend and so the, the neptune retrograde is a little bit different to the others so um when neptune's direct or when its influence is kind of showering down on earth we wear rose-colored glasses neptune's all about he's the high octave of venus so he's all about inspiration and beauty and the arts and photography and you know it's that feeling when we hear a song that we just love or we see a movie that moves us that's very neptunian and so what happens when neptune goes retrograde it's when a planet goes retrograde imagine that they're a parent that goes on holidays and leaves you at home by yourself so what happens is neptune takes off those rose-colored glasses so from july 1st it's reality check we start to see things as they truly are. We start to go, oh, I've been putting a lot more into this relationship than they have. I've been letting someone get away with something for way too long, or I've been doing something that I thought wasn't that bad, but now I'm starting to realize that it actually has a really detrimental effect. And it can be a bit of a harsh reality check, but at the same time, it allows us to come back to what do we truly want in life? And a lot of the time we make excuses and special for subpar. And so it's a really great, opportunity when a Neptune goes retrograde to kind of fall in love with reality rather than fall in love with the delusion that Neptune brings. And Pine could be a really nice one for us to be working with in the next few weeks to get a little bit clearer on where have I been glossing over things or avoiding things or not dealing with things or or settling for things. And again, let's take the emotion out of it and be a bit, you know, because the the, the, the I guess the the higher yearning of Neptune is for us to create a heavenly state our, our ideal vision for the world and we can't do that if we kid ourselves and maybe maybe pine could work really well with a bit of a reality check so that we can actually create that true beauty in our lives yeah and also you know when you're walking through a forest you are aware of what is actually beautiful you know mm. that, that you can see concretely around you right because the other thing is it's very easy to go through life and not see those things isn't it you know you're 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 so involved in like the peripheral of what's going on in your brain about work about what you're gonna make for tea getting the washing done you don't notice all of those things but but you know there is a reality of constant all around you and as you say when when neptune goes retrograde you kind of lose that in a world a bit and you're able to see what's around a bit better yeah definitely so could be it, it was you know there's no accidents in this podcast of 
we choose oils for certain times and I think we chose a really good one for what's happening on the weekend. Yes. Mm. Very good. So, so I think it's your turn to choose, isn't it? It is my turn to choose. Before I choose, is there anything you want to shamelessly self-promote this week? Well, um, yes, I want to say some thank yous, actually, first. I want to say thank you to all of you, all the strangers who turned up on mine and Helen's workshop last week, people that we didn't know. It was so nice to meet you all. So we had a really good time. And I'm having a bit of a break from workshops for a bit. So I've got a bit more time on my hands. And so I was going to say to people, if any of you are interested in kind of mentorship work, where you wanted some support learning about particular oil or how to work with oils in a certain way. I've got um, several people I work with. Um, for instance, I've got a lady who is, um, she's coming to the end of her diploma and she's doing work in a hospital. Um, but because she's been always worked in a medical um, practice before and she's always had like a proper mentor with somebody uh, being under somebody's arm, she's felt a bit like, oh, I'm a bit, out there doing her own therapy so I work with her I've got another lady who is just looking at spiritual work and, and working through so I've put um, a link on my link tree if anybody fancies doing that kind of work there's a link to find out how you would like to do it I'd love some new people right now mm, I remember I remember in both our if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening on one of the podcast things in all the descriptions both myself and Liz's link trees are there and that's our menu of everything we offer so check them out if you haven't already um i just thought I would, i'd give everyone a friendly reminder if you enjoy hearing about the emotional and the spiritual aspects and the myths of the stories that we share in these um episodes um the book that i wrote with my friend vanessa jean gifts of essential oils it is available throughout the world um if it's we have um people that um sell it in north america in europe and if you can't get it in if you're not in one of those regions you can order it from my website in Australia um, and we ship anywhere around the world. It's gone to the Middle East, it's gone to Asia, it's gone to South America, um, New Zealand, wherever kind of thing. So you'll find the link for that on my link tree as well. It's got over a hundred essential oils diving into, it's not going to talk about belly aches and headaches and that kind of thing. It's going to talk about emotional aspects, spiritual aspects and really get to know, um, you know, those oils on that deeper level. So if you haven't got a copy and the book is, you know, I didn't design it, but I'll say the design is very, very beautiful. It brings you back in touch with the plants that gifted us the essential oil. So check that out. And yeah, I'm going to plug that. Right. Yeah, I know, I, I know I'm biased, but I love that book, I have to say. It's so so refreshing to read something different about the oils. And as you quite rightly say, it's stunningly beautiful. Although it's very heavy, I will say that. <laughs> it is, yes. We, we had challenges when, when we were writing it. The, the hard thing was trying to decide when to stop putting oils in. So, yeah, and we've released a second <laughs> edition because we had to squeeze 25 more oils and some more crystal information in there too. So, yeah. Okay, so my choice to decide, well, I was kind of looking at all the different ones that we've done some very unusual ones. We've, you know, dived into some Australian ones like pineapple myrtle and kunzia. We've done some common ones like frankincense. I'm like, maybe it's time we did the Swiss Army knife, the 101 of aromatherapy. So next week, we're going to dive into lavender, but I'm going to put a bit of an extra challenge out to you as well, Liz. Let's see if we can show people new ways of, to appreciate lavender. No pressure there, then. <laughs> Just when I thought I, I was going to have an easy week after I've spent six months on it, I thought, well, that's it. And now he's put a new dimension. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I think people think, they think of sleep, they maybe think of skin, different issues. 
but lavender, you know, I think it has so many different things that it can be used for. Um, so if you're like, oh, good old lavender, that will be a dull week. Our goal, my listeners, is to kind of go, oh, I didn't realize that lavender opens up that domain. Maybe it'd be for the body, for the heart, the head or the soul. But that's, that's yep. what we'll try and do for you next week. How's that sound? Yes, but only if you bring some crystals to the to the show. I can do that for you with um, with lavender. I was about to say which crystal I'd bring. I'll say that until next week. <laughs> we can do that next week for sure. Thank you very much for joining us on Fellowship of Essential Oils. We will see you next week. Take care of yourself, take care of each other, and take care of Mother Earth, who gives us these amazing essential oils. Till next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>